Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Moen here with the Tim Moen Show. Thank you for joining us again. How's your day going? Mine's going fantastic. You know, even though I'm surrounded by the state, the government has got its fingers and its tentacles in every aspect of its life. It's in my, it's in my home right now, taking food out of my fridge, printing up money, robbing me of my buying power, telling me what I can and can't put in my own body, telling me what I can. Even all this is going on, guys. I still feel free. You know what? It's a, it's a mental state. It's a state of mind. And part of this program, you know, I know we talk about all the ways that the government sucks, all the ways that, uh, that uh, all these things that we can't control, war in Ukraine, climate catastrophe, ta carbon tax, 15-minute cities, all these things coming at us. Probably can't control them very much. But what is this podcast about to me while we're about to get into it? And finally, we're going to have a, a conversation about how to live free in an unfree world. How do I live free despite all the stuff that the government's doing to me, despite all the nonsense coming down, despite all the, the bastards trying to get a piece of my life? If there's nothing I can do about that, can I still live free? And I think the answer is yes. And my next guest I'm going to have on today is doing just that. He is taking personal responsibility in his life to, uh, to increase the range of choices available to him to increase his own personal freedom, to make himself a better version of him, of himself. Uh, and this is a guy that I'm very fond of because when I started in the libertarian party, he was one of the first people to support me, to bring me out to Victoria, BC, to set up speaking gigs for me to, to, uh, you know, he had my back multiple times when, uh, detractors and and you know when you're involved in politics it's a dirty game and there are always people gunning for your spot and trying to undermine you and take it for themselves josh is one of the good guys he had my back multiple times and i've seen him take this this turn in life where he's focused on his health and his fitness and i, I gotta tell you it's inspiring every day to see his facebook feed but i also know it's challenging because i'm I, i'm on the same path you know i i big fan of fitness and I'm, I've been on and off that wagon and struggling with consistency. And, and um, so I want to chat with Josh today, find out what's going on and find out um, everything, you know, let's see if what we can glean from, how can we live free in an unfree world? Josh Steffler, there he is that big, beautiful man looking, <laughs> looking happy. And uh, I don't know, there's a glow about you. There's an aura about you. What's going on, Josh? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm just, uh, it's been a difficult year going through a lot of stuff. And yeah. uh, finally, like, you know, it's, when you hit rock bottom is when you can actually really find some personal freedom. And I uh, hit rock bottom a few times last year. Uh, I thought I'd hit rock bottom and then something would push me oh, off. Man. It's like, no, no, we're not done with you yet. There's farther down to go. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about that. What's been going on in your life in this past year? We haven't really chatted. I've seen some stuff on Facebook, so I think I yeah. have an idea. And again, like, like I talked to you before about if we, if we cross into areas that are too personal or too painful, let me yeah. know. But I think that the audience, I mean, I want to be vulnerable here with my audience. I want to talk about my struggles. I want to talk about my failures. And and life is messy. And oh, and, messy. and so let's let's get into the messiness of it and figure out how our way through this. Uh, well, so 2022, I guess we'll start at where I kind of began throughout my entire life. I've kind of struggled with my weight, my fitness and stuff. And uh, I've always had people telling me that I was really overweight and that my injuries would prevent me from doing anything. And I 
I kind of let them set those parameters and uh, struggled with like also a few years ago, I jumped into keto and diets, right? And, you know, you can lose weight through diets, but it's difficult to stick around and stick with. And uh, right. yeah, so 2022, New Year's Eve uh, or New Year's Day. And this is like super embarrassing, but I hit 299.7 pounds. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, there is no way I can let myself hit 300 pounds. And so you know, my New Year's resolution was to lose a pound a week and sustainable, reasonable. Um, yeah. I failed a lot. I failed a lot at the beginning. I started my journal. Sorry, uh, when was this? This was just this year? January 1st, 2022. Um, oh, no, 22. Yeah, yeah, last year. I was going to say you've been doing it more than a month and a half. Yeah. So Yeah, I've been yeah. working on this really for a solid year and right, a bit. Right. And uh, there was no way I could let myself hit 300 pounds. Like, that's... Right ridiculous there's no reason for it and right. so started uh journaling and taking care of myself uh making miniature goals every day right and trying to change my eating habits you know it's the middle of the pan pandemic the pandemic yeah. and it was difficult right i was working 12 14 hours a day i'm a bakery manager at just a local grocery store grocery store chain and so uh, dealing with all sorts of stress, asshole customers. I have a mm. mask exemption, so I wouldn't wear a mask and people would belittle and berate me for not caring and murdering their grandma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, they'd come to the grocery store every day because, you know, it's it's the safest thing, right? Right, so right, yeah. Those signs on the on the That floor. grandma murderer is there. I, I need to need yeah. him to breathe on me so I can bring. Yeah. And so there was stress, uh, a lot of yeah. stress. Oh, and uh, there was a bunch of coworkers that would, you know, quit and leave. And so staff turnover was high and I was mm. working too much and I was eating unhealthily the wrong stuff. And I started journaling and I took, uh, I started microdosing actually in January, oh, okay. 2022, microdosing shrooms. Uh, shrooms. Yeah. And that really helped me focus and mm. realize that, you know, making these small steps all accumulate into big steps. Right, right. And so it wasn't till about March that I was able to actually stop eating junk food at an unhealthy rate. Like I didn't mm. quit eating junk food. I'm a baker. I need to right. sample these things. <laughs> right, and, right. You know, so yeah. and nobody's going to trust a skinny baker. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a swole baker pretty nice. soon. Nice. Love it. But, uh, yeah, the mushrooms, the microdosing really helped me get past my failures because it'd be stressful. So I'd go home and I would stress eat and life at home wasn't exactly the best either. My wife, ex-wife now, well, we'll get to that. Uh, oh she was, she's actually the only person in the BC government that's working that's unvaccinated. And it's mostly because of my help getting her through this stuff. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. out of the entire population in BC, my ex-wife is the only one that's still working that's not taking a COVID shot. She's not, I don't know if she's taking them now, but she's right. up until then. So she was working from home and that was stressful, you know, and mm. not being able to go out on date nights and not being able to go out and do all the things that we normally did because we were unvaccinated and I'm still unvaccinated. I'm not ashamed right. to admit that at all. Mm. Uh, I'm not killing grandmas. 
maybe grandpas. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. I'm a little bit ashamed to admit I am vaccinated at this point. So, I mean, that's that's a uh, story for another podcast. Not not that ashamed, but uh, I'll tell you, you know, yeah, um, yeah there's, there's, you should have no shame about being unvaccinated no, at all. So, but it, it caused a lot of stress and a lot of uh, home problems. And uh, we managed to get away for a couple vacations. We actually went to Alberta drove to Alberta because we could go to restaurants, we could go right. to places. And so we took a vacation there and yeah, I slowly started to actually see progress. Uh, one pound, two pounds a week. I was, I bought myself a little Fitbit, you know, government. Right. Tracker. And so, and so what, what, what time of year, I guess, so you started in January. Now, when are you starting to see progress? I'm starting to see progress about March, April. Okay, um, so this is like two or three months of yeah, two or three months of trying and failing, going to the gym, trying whatever, hurting myself. Like yeah. I've been through some catastrophic injuries as a kid, right. and I do have like I broke my back, I broke my knee, I fractured my skull, all sorts of things. So these injuries linger. My hand too, yeah. I broke all three of these metatarsals, but uh, and I had constantly had my ex-wife now uh, telling me that I was too injured to work out that I was going to hurt myself doing deadlifts. I was going to hurt myself lifting weights. And I still struggle with this now. Right, I still yeah. hear her voice telling me that I can't do this. But it was about March, April that I started going to the gym doing really light weights. And it was embarrassing, you know, to go in there and pick up the 10-pound weights and start right. curling and doing flies and stuff with 10 pounds. But uh, I got yeah, over I it, got over yeah. my ego, and I just started recording my workouts. and. Uh, Eventually, you know, it actually really accelerated my weight loss. I noticed that I was losing weight better by lifting weights than doing any sort of cardio. Mm. Um, and cardio, I have asthma. So again, my ex-wife's voice in my head telling right. me I can't do cardio because I have asthma. And so summertime hit and I was just like, my mom was going through cancer treatments. She was dying. I had this major like breakdown i wasn't sleeping i wasn't eating i wasn't doing good and i like reached out to who i thought was the one person that would help me in this stuff my wife at the time and she was cold she was like totally detached and didn't mm -hmm. seem to care and caused me a lot of weird emotions and stuff and Realized that, you know, we were drifting apart. We've been married for almost 20 years. So obviously, you know, need to. Well, it, it also sounds like she, she had some kind of uh, uh, commitment or preference for you to continue being overweight to be, yeah. you know, like she's constantly like, you know, now, so, so she's seen a giant change in you. Yeah. So that, she started seeing these changes yeah. and uh, yeah, she, I noticed like I'm a baker. So, and I was fully trusting of my ex and uh, happy content right and yeah. you know if you're happy and content that's a dream killer i'll tell you that right now so right. every day i would go to bed at seven o'clock because i had to get up at three or four in the morning to go to mm. work and when i had this breakdown about my mom and my relationship with my wife uh, i stopped sleeping and I started noticing some serious red flags that uh, she was going out at like nine o'clock at night and she was oh, lying boy. about where she was going. And yeah, so that mm. caused even more problems. And, uh, but 
you know, it sent me to the gym. I figured like, okay, well, obviously my wife isn't attracted to me, so I need to fix myself. And right. uh, yeah, really started working out, really started controlling my diet. And she noticed my eating habits had changed. We'd go to the movies and I wouldn't eat popcorn. And right. she would like try to make me eat popcorn. Oh, eat this, eat this. I got extra butter. Well, yeah, I like extra butter, but trying to lose weight. And she, it's like weird. She would get mad at me for trying to lose weight. And what do you think that was all about? Well, I know what it is about. Uh, She's a big control freak, but also I like come Canada day, we went on vacation and there was some weird stuff going on. Really weird stuff. She disappeared for like eight hours on our first day of vacation. And there was some interesting stuff on like Instagram that I'd noticed flirting with this guy asked her a bunch of questions like are you having an affair you having an emotional affair with this guy no 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 she was oh boy she broke up with me on canada day the day we got back from vacation but throughout vacation like that was a weird vacation i hit again another rock bottom and it was my wife that at the time that kept kicking me when i was down you know i was struggling with mental stuff with my mom i got there's a story about the hospital my mom was in the hospital and i went to go see her and they wouldn't let me because i wasn't vaccinated and uh even though the rules in bc are that if someone's in palliative care you can't you can't demand to see vaccination but these little power hungry freaks that they have they call them ambassadors at the hospital wouldn't let me in and it was this old lady and i was stressed and i was like no you know what you can't stop me i'm going to see my mom so I walked past her. She called security. I got to the elevator and the security guard had run out this fucking big guy. And he had his extendo baton, like one of those oh metal truncheons that like, Jesus. they hurt. Yeah. He came running. Like he was ready to just bash my skull. And you could see that he like clearly was not happy. You know, I hadn't done anything wrong. I just walked past the ambassador not showing a vaccine passport. I was going to see my dying mother. Uh, but put my hands up. I was like, okay, man, don't hit me. I will leave, you know, do not hit me. And he didn't hit me, but he like grabbed me and forced me out of the hospital. And that caused a major problem for me because I felt like I had the old Josh would have fought this guy. And I felt like coward. I felt Mm. like I was at the lowest of my lows that I abandoned my mom that, uh, I let this weak government agent fucking use the truncheon of the state to fucking eject me. Sorry if I'm swearing. No, go ahead, please. Eject me from the hospital all over me exercising my fundamental right of not taking corporate medicine that I don't want to do. Like the government doesn't have a right to force me to vaccinate. And so that sent me down even farther and uh, struggled with that. And Eventually, my mom's out of the hospital. I'm able to see her, but it broke me down and noticed all this weird stuff with my wife's behavior that had been going on for I don't know how long because uh, yeah. I trust her. Went to sleep at 7 yeah. o'clock. She's fooling around and uh, found out that, yeah, she'd been having an affair for probably two years since the middle, at least the middle of 2020. Um, and she, I didn't find this out until she moved out. She told me that she wanted a divorce, that she was done with me, that she'd had enough. It's like, okay, I didn't real, I didn't realize it. Totally blindsided, madly in love with this woman. She's supposed to be the love of my life, be able to trust her and 
just out of nowhere, um, I realized that there were some problems. I was working hard on trying to fix them, you know, trying to communicate, trying to make myself look better for her, more attractive for her. So like the fitness right. journey that I went on was not really for me. It was to impress my wife. Right. And it sounds like the more, um, you, you know, the better version you became of yourself, the less, the, the more distance yeah. it caused yeah. almost. So again, what was that about? Well, she was seeing this other guy. And so there was all sorts of times where, back in the day my wife and i used to like to go hiking and so she would go on these really long hikes and then she'd tell me that oh you can't come because it's i'm going too far wow. and it'll hurt your knee it'll hurt your back and then you can't work so i'm going by myself but i'm safe i'm taking the dog okay right cool cool but she wasn't going by herself she was right. going with this dude and uh yeah oh, the man. day that she left she moved out of the house. Uh, she told my youngest daughter, who is kind of our family blabbermouth, can't keep a secret, yeah. save her life. She spoiled many Christmas presents. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, she told her that uh, she's her friend is also getting divorced, and she's just letting him stay with her, and uh, that they're just going to go super crazy and rekindle their 20-year-old relationship. So hmm. that caused a lot of problems. And, again, you know, I kind of knew – that she was cheating, but I didn't actually know until right. that came out. And that pushed me into even further of uh, working out and focusing on my fitness. But uh, in the process of her kind of leaving, I was cleaning up. We were going through stuff and cleaning up. And I found an old book of mine, which was Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Mm. And you got to tell you, man, that book like probably saved my life. I was right. feeling super low, super unworthy of anybody, of love, of affection, um, felt like human garbage. But uh, reading those, that book, like getting back into it, you know, Mark Aurelius, uh, his wisdom, his stoic wisdom really helped me get through some really hard, really dark times. And uh, yeah, I just dove into studying more. I bought some books written by Seneca and Epictetus. And mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to get into the Stoic philosophy that kind of saved you, but let's go back for a second for that sure. moment that you decided, okay, enough's enough. I need to make a change here. I'm almost yeah. at 300 pounds. A couple things that stand out for me about your story. Yeah. One, you made small goals daily yeah. goals like daily. this was a day by day thing for you yeah. it wasn't a i'm going on this giant program and here's the end point and here's yeah. it was just day by day yeah do it I, and i love that because it's like probably created a consistent habit and and the fact that you didn't see any results for the first two or three months but yet you stayed with it um you know, that's another thing that stands out to me about your stories that you stuck with it, even in the face of not really seeing the kind of changes you wanted to, you stuck with it. And it seems like that consistency and those measurable goals were the key to, to moving the needle here. Uh, they were, and I would always go back and look back. And so like some of the goals, daily goals were super stupid. Like I'd set goals of like not eating chips for the right. day and, yeah. or walking around the block or taking my dog for three walks instead of two. And there were these small little goals that when I was feeling down and low, 
I could flip back a few pages and be like, I'd check them off or I would put a big X when I failed and I would like reflect, why did I fail on that one? Well, you know, the stressful day, I shouldn't have eaten all those chips and I shouldn't have eaten that candy or I shouldn't have eaten that cake. And uh, eventually there were more checks than X's and it, it was, it's weird. Like I could go get my book cause I'm still on the same book, but uh, yeah, they were just small little goals. Increase your step count by 500. Um, right. These kind of things that made it easier because many times I set a goal of like lose 25 pounds. Well, that's oh, yeah. a lot of fucking weight to lose, lot. but lose one pound in a week. That's like, yeah. it's pretty easy. It's well, it's not easy. Losing weight is definitely not easy, you know, in the face of like super cheap food. Oh, now we don't have super cheap food, but, but it's more immediately, uh, uh, there's more immediate feedback, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I find too, you know, I learned the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to go on this program that's going to have this desired result. It's going to be whatever, mm-hmm. 12 weeks long. And this is kind of the thing. And then I eat one fucking chip. And I'm off the wagon. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because I go on this spiral of, oh, well, I can't do my diet now. I just fucked my diet up because it was a 12 weeks of very consistent, very perfect eating. And now I ruined it by having this one chip and that one chip, chip then led to three. And then it's like, why bother working out now? Because I'm no longer on the program. I'm not eating the food. You know, so you go, I, I would play these mind tricks where it would just be like uh, chips for my Achilles heel too, by the way. But uh, obviously. But uh, what what I find works better for me now, what what is exactly what you're doing, small measurable goals, or mm-hmm. what is it that, that I can do that will get me some results over the long term that, um, that uh, is like the minimal effective dose. So now I do minimal effective dose rather than yeah. like... Uh, prescribing a big program because i can what can i do consistently on a regular basis well i can do 10 minutes in the gym yeah. where i strain my muscles that so that's my minimal effective dose if i do more than that great but that's that'll get me progress in the right direction mm-hmm. i'll strain my muscles i'll maximize you know i'll go to failure on on a particular set of exercises okay that that'll get me progress in the right direction and mm-hmm. then once i start doing that consistently the workouts get longer and i start getting more results and so that that's kind of the thing mm-hmm. I found. It sounds like you you've had a similar experience. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had to drag myself to the gym, and when my wife decided to leave me, I was became super depressed. But I didn't let that stop me from going to the gym. In fact, you know, like a lot of people told me, "Oh, that's only why you're going to the gym is because you're hurt by your wife," and. Mm was like yeah this person that was supposed to be my rock my lifelong partner just abandoned me for what i could see is like no good reason um didn't want to work it out and so i was working it out i went to the gym every day especially at first and sometimes i was in there for two or three hours because it was the only time that my life didn't hurt um Mm. You know, like supposed to be this tough guy, but you know, my wife leaving me really destroyed me, really destroyed my self-esteem, really destroyed my, uh, my value, my feeling of self-worth. My value was a a man in society. I was worried that I was just going to be like one of those divorced dads that lives somewhere else. But 
I kept going to the gym. And when I was there, it, it didn't hurt. I mean, it hurt, but right. my muscles hurt instead of my brain and my heart. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't eating much because, you know, the stress of everything. So like I was in a super calorie restricted uh, diet, but it wasn't a diet. I just, I couldn't eat. I couldn't mm. do anything. I wasn't sleeping well, but right. I kept forcing myself to go to the gym and in a period of about a month, I noticed, and I was watching a lot of YouTube videos on like arm exercises. It's it's totally changed my YouTube algorithm from conspiracy right, right. theories, big <laughs> on aliens, and you know Alex Jones, Luke Radowski, all these guys too. Now my YouTube algorithm is like the best workouts for men over forty, the best right, right. food to eat after a workout. But I gathered a different kind of toolbox. I figured out all sorts of different exercises so that I enjoyed going to the gym. And yeah. I noticed that, you know, I was making some real gains instead of losing like one pound a week, I was losing like three, four, sometimes five. And a few people were telling me that it's unhealthy, it's dangerous. But I mean, I'm carrying around probably 200 pounds of fat. So really not that unhealthy and I was gaining muscle and uh, kept keeping in my journal and uh, you know I every day I'd flip open my meditations book and find it's almost like many people that are like Christian or Catholic can open up the Bible find a passage and that relates to their life and it was the same thing with uh, meditations I could find some sort of thing that would stick for the day become the mantra and I would go to the gym and yeah I saw some real results and now I'm there's like three tiers of b b dumbbells that I, I I prefer dumbbells over everything else and uh, I'm now when I started I was working on the the first tier which is like the five pounds to 25 pounds and then the second tier was like 30 to 50 pounds and now most of my exercises are on the 55 to 105 pound range and it awesome yeah, it's it's, uh, it's been good it's been and that's just one year of of steady incremental oh it was a lot of and it adds up yeah it does add up um it does really add up every little day every little goal every little bit helps and you know right. like it's not easy, but you so know, I, I want to get into some specifics in a second here. But what was it about? Um, how how did you overcome failure? Uh, you know, getting down on yourself um, and, and get back in the gym and get back on the. Well, so there's a a phrase that really stuck early on when I dug out my uh, Mark Sorelli's book, and it was asking yourself every day if this was essential. And I started doing it with everything, like. I'm feeling bad about eating chips yesterday. Is that essential? No, because I can't change yesterday. Right. What I can do is today I can really focus on meeting the goals that I've set for myself. And mm. another one was like, you know, you can't worry about the past, but you should always strive to be a better man today than you were yesterday. And a lot right. of the stuff from Marcus Aurelius was, not dwelling on the past and not dwelling on the future because the future is filled with like imaginary problems and imaginary anxiety and all these things that, you know, we suffer more in imagination 
than we do in reality because we're worried about these things. So I really, right. well, what I love about that, that's a very interesting um, way of looking at it. It's like, you know, there's the, the David Goggins approach where I just told myself to stop being such a little bitch pussy and just yeah, fucking I, do it. Right. Do you love David Goggins? I, I love the guy, but that doesn't work for me. If I try to tell myself that I give myself the middle finger and say, fuck yeah. you asshole. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't like, having that tyrant in my mind saying I have to do this. But what I really like about your approach there is, is, is not that you're like forcing yourself to go to the gym or calling yourself. It's, it's just that you are, what you're doing is asking yourself a question. Is me feeling guilty about what I did yesterday? Essential. Is that helping in any way? Is it, is it helping to ruminate on things that happened in the past? Because that's a lot of what, what actually holds, holds me back a lot of times yeah. from, doing what I know is, is a good thing to do is just that while I, I fell off the fucking wagon yesterday. So why, why, you know, maybe I'll get back on it one day when I work up enough motivation and when I have a plan in place and I have everything, all my ducks in a row. No, I love your thing is just, don't worry. Don't beat yourself up about yesterday. Just no, leave it. It's a new yeah. day. What are you going to yeah, do today? What do you want to do today? Yeah. Oh, I can go spend 10 minutes in the gym. You know what? 10 minutes feels pretty good. I'm going to go for another 10, you know? Mm -hmm. so, you know, I've been in there for 40 minutes and, and I'm wanting to go, can't wait to go back tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, that I really love that. Um, you, mm -hmm. you mentioned at one point that, um, stoicism, that, that book by Marcus Aurelius saved your life. So talk to us, uh, my audience who might not know about it. Um, what is stoicism? What, it, what are these teachings that are so well, impactful? So you, you, you can go down a really deep, uh, rabbit hole with stoicism but essentially it's just like you can't change the world around you but you can change yourself and you can't really affect the world around you but you can you can affect how you respond to it so things right. will happen to you you know and you can let them happen to you and let them change you or you can change the way you think about it so like with with my divorce I could dwell on all of the things that I could have done differently and I could dwell on what I did wrong, but instead, you know, I had to focus on my thinking about what happened. I can't change the past, but I can right. change the way that I react to the past and I can change the way I react to these outside, outside and external externalities versus letting them dictate my actions, my emotions. You know, it's some people think that stoicism is just becoming this dead person inside mm. where you don't let anything affect you, but it does affect you. It's just controlling your actions, controlling your thoughts and realizing like for me, a lot of the things, these bad thoughts, not bad thoughts, but like thoughts would come in about me being unworthy or unlovable. I'll experience them and then I let them go and I don't let them affect me or affect my actions. So, you know, awesome. like the main tenant I got is like asking yourself every day, is this essential? If you're sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself, like, is that essential? Is that going to help you? No. What's going to help you is going for a walk essential? Yes, it is totally essential. You need to move. Is yeah. going to work essential? Well, yeah, it's, it's highly essential to you know, feel like a productive member of your community and your family, be a provider as a man, you know, I want to be feeling like I can provide for my family. So yeah, going to work, it's essential. It's going mm -hmm. to work out essential. Yeah, it absolutely is because it 
I always regret not going to the gym, but I never regret going to the gym. I ne- I've yet right. to to walk out of the gym feeling like, you know what? I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't have done that. Have done that. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah. on days where I've injured myself, and there was a few times, especially learning where I got caught up in the gym bro competition, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, Stoicism and Marcus Aurelius really saved me from that mentality where it's like, I'm going to the gym, I'm fat, I'm overweight, I'm lifting 10 pounds, and the guy beside me is lifting 110 pounds. And it's right. like... I can do that too. And I would get into it and I would lift heavier weights than I was ready for. And I would hurt myself. Right. And again, I had to ask myself, is it essential to compete with a guy that I don't know at the gym? Right. Or is it essential for me to lift the weights that are appropriate for me to build the proper weights? Is it essential for me to set goals to get to that weight rather than jumping there? And so. Love that, man. It's, that one uh, question, is it essential? That right? one question really saved my life. Is it essential? Is it essential for me to be ruminating about what I did wrong in my marriage? No, because I can't change that. All I can change is myself. Is it essential for me to sit around and worry that I was I ate too much junk food yesterday? No, but what is essential is not doing that today, not falling into those traps and those right. those repeated pattern behavior and uh, generally just trying to be a better man than I was yesterday. It's not that I'm yeah. trying to be a better man than Carlos at the gym or, right. you know, Rick at the gym. I'm trying to be a better man than Josh was yesterday. And I, I'm a better man because I go for walks. I take care of my children. I give them the essential time and attention that they need. I've got the love of my dog. And, you know, those right. kind of things are what make me a better man than I was yesterday a better provider than I was yesterday. And it took a while to learn that the only person I'm really competing with is myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I mean, you know, that that's what stoicism is to me as well is the thing I like about it is that, that it, it takes the power away from the external environment, from the state, from, uh, you know, my detractors and my haters or from yeah. that guy who cut me off in traffic. And it puts the ownership squarely on me. My mindset, yeah. my happiness is all based on the thoughts in my own head that are, by the yeah. way, under my control. No one else controls my thoughts, even if they'd love to try to control it. Currently, they can't. There's no technology the last... out there that lets other people control yeah. my thoughts. I control my own thoughts and I can choose my mindset. I can choose how I approach this. Mm-hmm. I can choose to have a, a learning mindset where I look at, at something that's happened to me as an opportunity for growth, or I can choose to have a fragile mindset where I look at, at something that happened to me and say, and get beaten down by it and dwell on it and ruminate on it and just get depressed about it. I can choose that. And that's what I, I love about it. And it, and it's even helped me, Josh, in personal relationships. Um, you know, there, there's this one book that I love that, that uh, I think takes a lot from the Stoics and it's called nonviolent communication by Marshall Rosenberg, because it says you completely own your own emotions. If if I'm in a, if I'm in a conflict with my wife, let's say, and I get triggered and I'm angry and frustrated, I, I, the Stoicism and this book, nonviolent communication teaches me, I'm not mad because of what she said. I'm mad because of the thoughts I have about what she said. It's my thoughts that are causing the anger, not her that are causing it. So, Mm -hmm. So let's separate the two. Let's not take this personal. Let's examine my own thoughts about this and let's, let's confront the problem from that. 
perspective. Well, and that's really the last bit of freedom that we kind of have is our thoughts. Like I'm sure the government would love to control our thoughts and corporations would love to control our thoughts, but that's really the first and last bastion of freedom that we have as human beings is, is the control of our thoughts. And if you let the globalists are controlling your thoughts, Josh Steffler, that's why you got to wear a tinfoil hat. Oh, they don't even make tinfoil. It's aluminum. Oh, that's true. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't block those waves. Fucking anymore. globalists. <laughs> but can't, can't beat them. It's really like mastering yourself. And if you can control your thoughts and realize that it's not some, like you said, it's not somebody else that's making you angry. It's your thoughts about that that are making you angry. And if you can learn to control that, then that's really like... That's freedom. And I, I find that I've found a lot more freedom in my life when I'm able to recenter and not let like my, my ex-wife tries to upset me a lot. And sure. at first it worked. But again, falling back to those stoic principles of not letting the externalities control me, not letting other people's words control me. I'm not a slave to my ex-wife's words i am a slave to my own thoughts and my own emotions against that and so you know some people say that i i feel and i look a lot colder than i was but i'm Josh, not it sounds like there's a lot of people around you that are detractors that are haters that are like trying to poo-poo on your success or something like that let me ask you this is it essential to have these people in your life no <laughs> no and they and then, they, brother. Get, they get detracted they get demoted and right they don't get to come around as much like on my facebook i have thousands of people through the political activism i've done the all the other like non-political activism and stuff that i've done um and being the kind of person that i don't want an echo chamber i've always had like leftist and rightist right-wing friends right so it's especially the the leftists that seem to detract on me and tell me that, well, and some of the conspiracy theorists too, they're, they're worried about how I've become a narcissist that all my Facebook posts mm. are about me posing in the gym or me putting up um, pictures of my dog and stuff. But the reality is like not a narcissist. I like, I do suffer from body dysmorphia. When I look in the mirror, I still see this old, fat Josh from the beginning of my journey. And when I take these pictures and look at them online, I look like a different person. I can mm. see the progress that I'm making. Whereas when I look in the mirror, even though I look different now, it's still difficult to see. Like I understand what body dysmorphia is and, uh, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to admit that I have it, but I do. And so that's why I post these things. But then these people are like, you should be posting about the globalists. You should be posting about God. chemtrails. You should. And it's like, you got a platform, just the same platform as me. Yeah. You go do. Yeah, Cause you. we can do a lot of stuff about that. Right. I mean, meanwhile, you're over here inspiring the shit out of your boy here. Uh, I, I love it, man. I, I'm a big believer in, in preach what you practice. Don't just yeah. practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. That's great. But if you really want to step up your game, preach what you practice, show us what you're doing. That's working. And, and what you're doing is working brother. And it's a daily inspiration to me every time I see that. So yeah. don't ever stop posting that yeah, stuff, no. you know, do it for your boy here, if nothing else. But, yeah. um, uh, I, I want to get into, um, guys, I want to, I want to leave my audience for sure with some actionable advice here because you've, you've sure. made a significant body transformation over the past year. But before I get to that, what, 
would you say, what's your current, uh, I guess, regime or plan? Do you have a, a nutrition plan or a workout plan that you're following right now or a philosophy uh, that you follow? Yeah, well, I do. Um, I work out pretty much five days a week. Uh, and when I'm not working out, I'm walking. I hit at least 10,000 steps a day. I set a goal of the beginning of it was 6,000 steps. And then I started hitting that easily. And then I hit seven and I just kept increasing it to, I keep it at 10, but I regularly blast that out of the water and I'm normally hitting like 20,000 steps. I walk a lot and that's like the main cardio that I get. I don't go to the gym and blast a bunch of cardio from what I've learned is that especially for men, the best way to lose weight is to gain muscle. And so I lift heavy weights and my regime, I usually do full body workouts every day. Um, I'll do two in a row and take a day off two in a row, take a day off. But sometimes if I'm feeling depression setting in or feeling unmotivated, I'll go to the gym again. And, uh, so, so by full body workout, are you doing the same type of workout every, like, I know you're hitting Um, all the body parts two weeks and then I change it. Um, so every two weeks I change it and I've got a rotating list of, Shoulder exercises, chest exercises, back exercises, leg exercises, biceps, triceps, and core. Gotcha. Um, and I do almost all of it with barbells or dumbbells, not barbells. Um, and so usually it's two shoulders, two arms, two uh, legs, two back, and two core every day. So it's about 10 different exercises. And I usually go hard, right? Like I'll yeah. do... I try to get to the point where I can do three sets of 12. And then if I'm failing, I can't, I keep going until I can do the first set of 12 easily. And the last set of 12 is difficult. Then I up the weight and it goes back down to like six reps, seven reps until I keep pushing that up. And I look through my journal and uh, at the beginning, you know, my deadlifts were like, I do Romanian deadlifts with the barbells. And at the beginning I was doing them with five and now I'm doing them with 75 and that's a year. Right. And it's just making sure that you're not pushing yourself and you're not competing with other people. You're competing with yourself. So yeah, steady progress, steady progress. My nutrition, I just, I do take protein powder because I try to eat like generally it's that, 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to build muscle and I try to eat clean, I don't eat. um, And I fail often. I eat cake. I'll eat junk food. I'll eat. I don't drink soda. Actually. That's one thing. Do do you restrict calories at all? Or is there like, are you counting? You don't calories. Okay. I, uh, I don't, I just, my Fitbit shows me that I, on average, I'm burning anywhere from four to 5,000 calories a day. So I can pretty much eat whatever I want and losing weight, but it's not easy. I mean, it, the principle is easy, move more, eat less, lift weights. Yeah. But doing those things is difficult. It's easy to sit at home and be like, I'm just going to watch another YouTube video. I'm just going to play another hour of video games. Um, I'm just going to, and then when you're doing those mindless things, you're also eating mindlessly. And so paying attention to what you do and what you eat. Like I eat breakfast. Usually it's, I focus on high protein foods like eggs, bacon. Um, I love bacon. Well, it's never going to not eat. bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't restrict carbs, but I don't eat a lot of them either. Um, I'll eat pasta. 
um, yeah. big potatoes, but uh, generally I just portion control is a big yeah. thing. Uh, that's the one thing that I used to struggle with was uh, especially with junk food and I would yeah. beat myself up about it, but use little bowls now and I feel stupid pouring it into, I've got this little Winnie the Pooh bowl from when my boy was two and that's my portion. So I'll pour yeah. chips or I'll pour candies or whatever into it. And then that's the portion. And, and do you find you get hungry or um, anything like that? Mm. Like if I or is it more hungry, like a craving? It's like uh, it's more of a craving. And yeah. when I crave, I'd like worked on myself to, and this is stupid, but I'll drink a glass of water and I go for a walk around the block. I'll take my dog yes. up to what we call the secret park, which is this park up the road that my kids named the secret park. It's part of our weird family vocabulary, but it's just this tucked away park. So I found that when I wanted more. Like I'd give myself one portion of the snack. And if I wanted more, drink the water and go for the walk. And usually by the time I came back, I didn't want it. I was good. And yeah. it was like this weird mind hack that I learned from diving deep into YouTube um, fitness stuff where it's like right. hacking your brain. So not allowing yourself that stuff. It's the same with like secondary portions at dinner. Um, if I wanted more, I would wait, go for a walk and come back. And not only have I utilized like burned calories, but you usually let your stomach stop communicating with your brain that you want more, you want more, you want more. And, uh, that was like one of the biggest hacks that I learned was, uh, and it helped me control my cravings. It helped me control my portions. I still do it to this day where it's like, Oh, I would love another bowl of chips. Well, slap my dog's uh, harness on we go up for a walk <laughs> come back and we're good to go and she gets right. all all the walks so yeah yeah oh that's a, that's an awesome idea i love that um yeah. yeah you know you know i find here's what i love about what you're doing you are you're not beating yourself up right you you've got this philosophy of okay just one day at a time mm -hmm. what's essential if i failed yesterday don't beat myself up about it just focus on what's essential today. And to me, that, that is the recipe for success because yeah. I was, I was wondering and I was kind of waiting for it and I was worried about it for you was I've been on so many different diets and workout plans and stuff like that. And there's inevitably a falling off the wagon and then yeah. kind of a, a spiral into a little bit of a depression or different mm -hmm. things like that. And I've seen it happen to so many people yeah. where they'll have success and everything will be great. And, and then they'll run into their first obstacle and, and things will, but it sounds like what I love about what you're saying is you, you approach it one day at a time and you'll beat yourself up about it. And I think yeah. those two things are key and you've got those in spades. So, um, what, uh, what, what advice would you have for someone who's like, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, I ought to make a change. What, uh, what are some of, actually, before I get to that, what, what YouTube, vi YouTube channels, uh, do you watch that you recommend in the fitness space? Um, in the fitness space, hmm. there's uh, gravity transformation, which is Max Pasternik. I think I like him because yeah. he caters more to older men like me. Hmm. Um, and then there's uh, the Fit Father Project, which I really like. Um, and again, it's a guy like me. Well, he looks way better than me. But um, it's more, all the stuff that I'm on is more geared towards older guys and not 
not competing. It's not the bodybuilder ones. It's uh, right. safe workouts, effective workouts. It's right. yeah. So, and then I just dive into weird YouTube algorithms, but those are the two, yeah. my main two that I go to. And uh, so say them again, there's uh, uh, gravity transformation, gravity transformation, Sternick and, and uh, the fit father project, the fit father project. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, those are the two main ones that I watch. And then every now and then I'll, I'll go in and find, uh, you know, funny videos or just yeah. like the top five workouts for men over 40. Cause I'm right, over right. 40 and I'm not trying to like, well, I am trying to like build myself. I've got a, a vision board of what I want to look like and uh, you know, it's, it works awesome. well. So Awesome. And, how are you finding like you're obviously gaining strength i'm guessing yeah. you're you're increasing your muscle tissue yeah. mass but at the same time you're losing weight yeah that's you know very difficult to do yeah you know, this well, is why bodybuilders usually go in cycles where bulk they're bulking shredding. and cutting right and as they're cut their goal is to cut mostly fat and not as much tissue but inevitably they cut a little bit of muscle tissue as well yeah. when they go on these cuts so you're you're obviously in a calorie deficit or you wouldn't yeah. be losing overall mass but no. at the same time you seem to be growing muscle tissue what yeah. what gives what do you think the secret All the fat. is so the essential thing is like i've got a ton of energy reserves i'm right i'm still overweight and so what I've learned is that like, even when I'm in calorie deficit, what happens is all the fat, like it oxidizes and you use up those, that reserve. So like, if you're overweight, you know, you don't really, I didn't worry about my diet at first. I just kept lifting heavy weights because it takes more energy to maintain the muscle than it does the fat. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm in a, not a unique position, but a lot of guys that are heavier like me, even the beginning parts of it, you start to lose that fat pretty fast. And right. I'm at the point now where I need to like buy a complete new wardrobe. Uh, most of my clothes right. don't fit. Uh, okay. So I, Josh, a year ago, you were just a, a pound under 300. Where, yeah. where are you at now in your journey? 219. 219. Wow. You're lighter than I am. Yeah. Right now. So That's awesome. Love it. I'd like to get back up, you know, maybe like I'd like to be a lot bigger, but uh, Okay. Yeah. But, so so you're all about changing your body composition. It's yeah. not necessarily about hitting a number, a mass no, number. It's about The numbers don't the numbers help inspire me, but it's right. more the way that my clothes fit. Um, yeah. And I'll tell yeah. you, you've been looking pretty good on your on your, you know, photos that you post I, i'm like wow, yeah. this guy is making some huge gains tim what's your what's your excuse buddy get in there okay let's 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 take it to the audience now let's give give um folks some actionable bits they're looking sure. in the mirror they're not completely happy how can they what can they do to, yeah. to change to your change. life yeah. well what i did was i started going for walks uh, get outside and get moving because the more you move the more you're going to lose your weight. Find a big hill in your town and climb it every day. There, for me, I talk about this place called High Rock Park. I walk it every day, and it is uh, it's a pretty steep slope to get up. And the first time I did it, I needed three breaks to get up there. I'd stop, catch my breath, because you know I'm overweight and 300 pounds lugging 300 pounds up a big hill, mm. not easy. But I did it and I did it every day. Um, no excuses. It was raining. It was cold. Doesn't matter. And I took pictures of myself 
just to prove to myself that I could do it. And right. so going for a walk, getting yourself over 10,000 steps is like massive. Cause when you're walking, you know, you're doing good work, you're working your entire body and then just start simple, you know, find something that you like to do yeah. and continue to do it. Like I like lifting weights. Um, so, you know, if you like doing, you know, running, go for a run. If you like walking, go for a longer walk, do two. But that's how you start is just that first step is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's all about uh, consistency, right? I mean, there's no, there's no such thing. The the optimal fitness program is. um, Is the one that you're going to do. The one that you're going to do. The one that yeah. you can do day in and day out that, you know, so, so don't beat yourself up or, or look for, no. you know, and like for, for example, myself, I do, I, I lift heavy with low reps. Okay. Cause yeah. you know, I, I've been told that, uh, look, you re, you know, I've injured myself doing higher reps, eight to 12, which is a typical body builder rep range. Yeah. And the reason is because when you're lifting heavy and you start to get into those higher reps, your form starts to go and you yeah. start to, so it's better to actually jack the weight up higher and do lower reps because mm-hmm. you're, if you still have good form on that fourth or fifth rep, rep, you're less likely to injure yourself than if you have a lighter weight, but higher yeah. reps. So, those, but th- this is a, an argument that bodybuilders or, or, workout people have all the time about my my program's the best no mine's the best because of x and this is what you should be doing this way no no i'll throw all of that out the window believe me we'll have plenty of shows on talking about different workout regimes and nutrition yeah. uh regimes and different things like that because because i want to give you guys the best tools available but this is the the most important lesson out of everything out of all the different types of ways you could be eating and working out the most important is the stuff that Josh is talking about right here. It's about the mindset and mm-hmm. it's about the consistency and it's about the forgiving yourself and letting go yeah. and focusing oh. on what's essential today. All that stuff is the most important thing you can do for your fitness and your freedom than any any of this other stuff yeah. that, that we're going to get into in future episodes about rep ranges and different things like that. But uh, Josh, yeah. thanks so much. And and look, it sounds like you, from what I can see, your life's going pretty good. I mean, you are, uh, you, you know, you're nearly 80 pounds lighter than you were this time last yeah. year. Um, you dumped some, some baggage that was holding you back. Yeah. I, I see you out there walking. You got a great puppy dog companion. Yeah. Is, yeah. Did, did I, I mistakenly, or did I see that you have some uh, success in the romantic uh, front no. as well? Uh, that, that was, we're just friends now. We're just friends. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Well, hey, we're too fast for my kids, so I had to like. Fair enough. Back hey, my kids just weren't ready for me to be in a relationship, so that's okay. And that's fair. But look, you you had an opportunity, right? Yeah. Let's oh, just yeah. say yeah. It, it, things are looking up for Josh. Choices yeah. are available for Josh. Whether yeah. he go, chooses a path or not is, you know, yeah. you're increasing the amount of freedom you have in this world, and I love it, mm-hmm. and I love to see it, brother. I'm so happy for you and I'm so uh, grateful you came on the podcast to, to share some mm-hmm. very personal stuff and also to give us some really good, yeah. inspiring advice about um, well, how to break the cycle. Definitely. And if I can leave people with one thing, it's read Marcus Aurelius. You Marcus know, Aurelius. Is so old, 
but it applies. And, you know, I mean, some people rely on the Bible if that's what you want or your religious books. Those are good too, but like a lot of people aren't religious anymore and that's, that's okay. That's their choice. But Marcus Aurelius pl- applies to everybody. And if yeah. you just read one book this year, which you should read more, read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It will change your life. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And listen, audience, if you uh, enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoy what's going on here today, you want to hear more of these conversations, or you want to get more into the nitty gritty of, let's say, fitness and working out and, and would like some, some more support, I, I encourage you to come to my Locals page. Go to Locals.com, look up Tim Moen, and, uh, and come to my page, become a sub supporter over there and, and, and get involved in the conversation. Um, and I can give you more direct hands-on uh, advice and, and input and, and, uh, you know, we can support each other in, in achieving our goals. So go to locals.com. Josh, once again, thanks so much. Appreciate you having on, yeah. uh, the Tim Moen show till next time. Appreciate it.